This is a major factor at ito po ang hatid nito. Share higher Right. Good afternoon, everybody. We're happy that everyone here made the time to attend our Ahead of the Curve year-end market outlook briefing, as I'm sure everyone is quite busy this holiday season. So to start, we'd like to take you through a quick recap of the year. We understand there's quite a few here who are just about to start their investing journey. And through this recap, we'll show how factors that we monitored this year affected the market's performance and how this approach can help you stay of the market on, on top of the market this coming year. At the start of the year, uh, the index was trending up driven by reopening prospects as the pandemic era began to wind down, bringing the market from a start in January of 6,900 points to 7,400 points. However, a surprise development came on Feb 24 as the index peaked towards 7,500 when it was announced that the Russia had begun its invasion on Ukraine, which on the global level raised concerns over oil supply and over oil supply, with Russia being the second largest oil supplier and Russia, Ukraine together accounting for 28% of fertilizer supply to the global economy. The sudden cut of this supply from these countries created economic headwinds on the global economy that was ramping up to reopen from the pandemic era. Market uncertainties through March prompted the index to test, to test key support levels at 7,000, but the sudden surge in oil to 124 to 127 US dollar per barrel levels prompted negative sentiments as it raised clear factors that the high crude oil prices will contribute to global inflation, with the Philippine domestic economy included. This meant that, they that the Philippine listed companies ramping up their operations to meet economic reopening demand will have to pay more for fuel and profit margins would be eroded. As the concern over already heating U.S. inflation was exacerbated by the Russia-Ukraine conflict, the U.S. Fed announced its first interest rate hike of 25 basis points and started to depart from its plan to keep interest rates accommodative or low to address inflation concerns. Through April and May, as uncertainties over the extended, uh, extending Russia-Ukraine conflict, heating inflation both in the U.S. and the Philippines and rising interest projections weighed on investor sentiments, the index tilted to the downside from 6,900 to 6,200 levels. And just as the market was uh, testing 52-week lows in May, the Philippine first quarter GDP surprised with a better-than-expected 8.3% growth, revitalizing investor sentiment that the Philippine economy's reopening momentum was robust. However, again, as uh, the index rose to retest resistances at 7,000, the volatile crude oil market pr markets saw prices going back up to 120 US dollar per barrel levels as the Russia-Ukraine conflict continued to constrict supply sources and supply chains with American, North American and European countries imposing economic sanctions on Russia. The renewed concerns again uh, drove the market sentiments to the downside, leading to a market decline. That decline was soon followed by data that the Philippine inflation rate was heating up to 5.4% in May, above the government target of 2 to 4%, and U.S. inflation reaching a high of 8.6% in May, clearly showing the effects of the Russia-Ukraine conflict on the global economy, with the PSEI sliding down, sliding down from there from 6,600 to 6,400 levels. With the concerning data on inflation, the, B, the U.S. Fed, which uses interest rates as its main tool for containing inflation, came out with the first of its four jumbo 75 basis point rate hikes, which again tilted investors to the downside. 
market went sideways through the June and July periods. And on July 14, after the release of U.S. June inflation peaking at 9.1%, the BSP came out with an off-cycle 75 basis point rate hike to front load the expected inflation to trickle into the Philippine economy and also to maintain an interest rate differential between the US and the Philippine benchmark policy rates. Now, why was maintaining the interest rate differential quite important for the BSP? Basically, as US Treasury bonds are generally considered less risky assets compared to Philippine Treasury bonds, Philippine bonds will have to maintain a higher interest rate to maintain attractivity to investors. Maintaining the interest rate differential was received positively by investors and the index rallied from 6,200 to 6,500 levels. As the rally progressed, Philippine second quarter 2022 GDP came out stronger than expected at 7.4%, despite the economic uh, sorry, despite the economic challenges that the quarter faced during that year, and was supportive that the outlook the Philippine economy was resilient, boosted by economic reopening momentum. And as we can see here, it catalyzed a further rally to 6,800 before topping off and trading sideways as investors awaited fresh catalysts. Going into late September, however, with uh, U.S. inflation continuing to heat up, the U.S. Fed came out with a third of its four 75 basis point rate hike, but also announced a total of 125 basis points of rate hikes to go for 2022 and a projected terminal rate of 4.6% in 2023. This led to a sudden slide of the index from 6,700 to 5,700. Now, why was the development such a strong catalyst? We focus on how the U.S. Fed announced its terminal rate projections, which is essentially what they expect to be the highest interest rates we'll get before any prospects of rate cuts next year. This signaled that this would be the peak of U.S. interest rates, and we saw global investors raise liquidity from their holdings, uh, Philippine equity markets in our case, and a raise to the U.S. dollar and U.S. Treasury began. All major global indices declined this, during this period, and the U.S. dollar currency gained strength. And throughout that decline and the trace to the U.S. dollar is also what caused the Philippine peso to bottom out at its lowest on October 3 at 59 Philippine pesos per U.S. dollar. And it was at this point that 5,750 points, the 52-week low for the year, that opened up to low attractive valuations at this point with the 12-month forward PE being at a low 13.3 times and investors started bargain hunting. This started to bring in the relief rally back to the PSEI and through mid-October, the third quarter's 2022 earnings season started coming out with stronger than expected company performances where we saw top-line revenues growing higher than expected and net income reported in line with the start-of-the-year estimates before the Russia-Ukraine conflict took place. This indicated that uh, the economic reopening momentum was strong enough that despite lower margins reported by the companies due to elevated input commodity and oil prices, consumption remained resilient enough to keep companies in line with its growth expectations. Later in November, the third quarter 2022 GDP growth reported to be higher than expected at 7.6% further supported the resilience of the Philippine economy and encouraged the index to rally further from 6,100 to 6,800. The peso also regained its footing uh, back to 55 Philippine pesos per US dollar. 
At this point, we enter December, of which the market has corrected but has been sustained on a higher low, despite Philippine November inflation at its highest at 8%, and the U.S. Fed upgrading its 2023 terminal rate projections to 5.1%. And in summary, we identify the inf- we identify key factors here and drivers here that has driven 2022 so far. And for that, we look at inflation, interest rates, and Philippine economics. For inflation, inflation was driven again by high crude oil prices, high input commodity prices, supply chain bottlenecks, and tight agricultural supply as a result of the economic reopening momentum and the Russia-Ukraine conflict ripple effects. Philippine and Philippine and U.S. inflation soared to highs of 8% for the Philippines and 9.1% for the U.S. respectively. This drove interest central banks to raise interest rates throughout during that period. And we have not seen it be raised this fast in succession um, since 2008. For now, for this year, U.S. Federal Reserve has raised rates by a cumulative 425 basis points this year, taking the overnight borrowing rate to a range of 4.25% to 4.50%. The BSP, in turn, to remain in step with the U.S. Fed, have raised its rates by a cumulative 350 basis points this year, setting the overnight reverse repurchase facility to 5.5%. Now, despite global macroeconomic challenges, Philippine GDP for the first three quarters of the year averaged at 7.7% above expectations, and the reopening momentum and improved employment sustained this boosted consumption. Also, the second half 2022 economic growth was encouraged by stabilizing crude oil prices, which we'll take a look at later. So overall, as inflation and interest rates created stronger-than-expected headwinds on the Philippine economy, economic reopening momentum managed to keep Philippine GDP buoyant and log better-than-expected growth. So going into next year, these factors are what we continue to expect to catalyze market sentiments and here we present our inflation outlook. As seen here on our first chart is the monthly inflation figure, which has uh, been rising throughout the year. For December, on the back of elevated consumer spending on Christmas holidays, inflation is expected to remain elevated. After the holiday season has concluded, however, going into 2023, inflation is expected to ease to an average of 4.5% for 2023 before easing to 2.8% in 2024. Now, on the 2022 E-bar, on our second chart, we wanted to highlight how much, sorry, uh, we wanted to highlight how much inflation um, added to the year start of the year forecast uh, because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. At the start of the year, inflation was projected to be at 3.5%, and the gold portion on top is how much higher inflation rose to 5.8%. Going into 2023, inflation will be a key economic indicator to monitor. What we are looking for is inflation expectations to remain in line. And from there, we expect the market to maintain a sequential upward trajectory. Another key factor we want to highlight with regards to inflation is that one of the key drivers to inflation, crude oil prices, has been stabilizing from its highs of 120 US dollars per barrel. It's important to note that oil prices at these levels are back down to January 2022 levels before the start of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, and being at these levels are supportive of inflation deceleration in 2023. 
Our next key driver for markets next year will be interest rates. To date, the U.S. Fed and BSB policy meetings have concluded for the year, and 2022 year-end benchmark policy rates are at 4.50% for the U.S. and 5.50% for the Philippines. For next year, with uh, the U.S. Fed's term with guidance of the U.S. Fed's terminal rate at uh, 5.25%, we expect that to we expect that to end at 5.25, and we expect the BSP to remain in step, maintaining the 100 basis point interest rate differential to end the year at 6.25%. Going through next year, any changes to this outlook will be material to trading strategies. Should inflation figures accelerate faster than expected and the U.S. Fed and BSP decide to lower interest rate expectations, that would be a very strong positive for equity markets. Lastly, we will be monitoring GDP growth next year as economic opening momentum and coming off a high base in 2022, we expect GDP to normalize to a reasonable rate estimating between 6% to 7%. Uh, percent for 2023 and then grow to 6.5 percent to 8 percent in 2024. Just to give an idea of how resilient the Philippine economy has been throughout this challenging year, start of the year projections for the GDP before challenges rose was uh, 7.1 to 7.5 percent. And despite these challenges, the Philippine economy managed to outperform expectations 7.7% in the first nine months of 2022 and expected to finish above targets for the full year. In monitoring GDP growth next year, again, we are looking for GDP growth to remain in line with expectations. These expectations will be largely driven by inflation and interest rates, as these are the main headwinds against GDP growth. Another way we may interpret this going into 2023 is should inflation and interest rates remain elevated, should GDP stay in line with forecasts, it would be a testament to the resilience of the Philippine economy. So in summary, we look at inflation, interest rates, and economics as the key drivers to our 2023 outlook. For inflation, inflation is expected to ease but remain elevated in 2023. Uh, Should there be a faster than expected deceleration of inflation, both global and domestic, it would be strong positives for equity markets. For interest rates, interest rates are expected to continue to rise during 2023, but improving inflation data would be a key driver for less hawkish monetary policy tightening stances of central banks and ease up on the hiking of interest rates. Its cumulative effects is that the GDP is expected to slow down but still yield reasonable results. And the best case is should inflation data prove prove convincingly well enough to central bankers, best case is that interest rates pause before more than expected GDP slowdown occurs. So for 2023, we follow four teams to base our investments on growth prospects amid challenging headwinds in the horizon. Cyclical momentum, robust consumption, power and port, and dividend yield plays. For cyclical momentum, as we exit the pandemic era and economic activity resumes to full pre-pandemic steam, companies that have uh, been greatly affected by the pandemics were malls and banks. Accommodative interest rates and decreased loan demand meant lower business activity and margins for banks. For malls, Philippine retail were for most of the part closed during the pandemic and still have a ways to go before fully realizing pre-pandemic levels. And for that, we recommend BPI, MBT, and SMPH. 
BPI has the highest digital pre- pre- penetration among the big three banks, suggesting potential upsides in the market share and non-interest income as digital trends continue to accelerate. MBT's asset quality and capital buffers are the highest among the big three banks since the beginning of the pandemic. And this suggests that the bank is back on track to deliver on its capital management goals over the next few years with an expectation of improving earnings and improving return on equity or ROE. For SMPH, we see most recovery to revert back to full pre-pandemic earnings by 2023 as the economy continues to reopen and most normalize rental rates. For robust consumption, we expect sticky demand despite inflationary pressures on consumers' discretionary spending budgets. JFC, URC, and Pure Gold are companies we expect to remain robust in 2023, owing to solid branding, pricing power, and market positioning. We see JFC to remain as a powerful reopening momentum play as proven by sustained earnings despite high input commodity costs. And moving forward, we look forward to the company's plans of international expansion on the JFC brand's franchising side as it rolls out what would be much faster than than the company establishing its own company-owned stores. For URC, we expect sustained momentum backed by the further reopening of the economy on the tourism side, as well as the full resumption of face-to-face classes across all school levels. Further, newly established product lines in 2022 are expected to scale up in 2023, and the expansion to international distribution of its newly acquired Malaysia-based brand Munchies to Thailand and the Philippines. And for Pure Gold, we view that the company is well positioned on consumption trends as inflation stabilizes and global economic outlook improves. For power and port operations, we expect sustained consumption and growing economic activity to drive demand for electricity and port operations. For that, we recommend AP, ASEN, and ICTSI. For AP, following the start of commercial operations of its uh, GNPD2, its newest thermal coal plant, we expect significant revenue contribution going into 2023. We remain positive on AP on its robust additional capacities under its project pipelines in the form of renewable energy. The company has also taken over the management control of a thermal plant, GMEC, where we expect upsides as it improves its capacity factor through repairs. For ASEN, in our view, the company is a growth engine and in the power sector with an aggressive renewable energy expansion plan targeting 20 gigawatts of capacity by 2030 from its current 3.4 megawatts. As commercial operations commence for projects in its pipeline, it will translate into EPS growth in the coming years. For ICTSI, While trade volumes are still forecasted to grow to low single digits in 2023, we believe it is well positioned for consumption trends as inflation stabilizes. As inflation is expected to remain high, another potential upside for the company is that it is expected to come in the form of hiking its tariff rates at its ports. Lastly, we have here our dividend yield place, which we recommend to have a substantial allocation next year in your portfolios, as with the expectations of economic headwinds may prompt volatility and dividends will temper portfolio volatility backed by income. We recommend CREIT, AREIT, and SEC. For CREIT, dividend yields remain attractive without yet factoring in new asset infusion set in 2023 by the sponsor, CREIT. The CREIT dividend yield for 2023 at current prices is projected to be at 8.1%. 
for A REIT, as long with C REIT, we see this to be a good alternative to bonds and as a good pick among retail and commercial leasing in contrast to C REIT in the renewable power real estate le leasing business. Dividend yield for 2023 is estimated to be at least 6.46%. And lastly, SCC is expected to continue to continue declaring high dividends, translating to REIT competitive dividend yields, owing to elevated coal price forecasts for 2023. So for 2023, amid the headwinds, where do we see opportunity? For one, one strong indicator for us is how attractive valuations have become this year, this year so far. Our table on the PE band shows a median average of 20 times PE over the past 10 years for the PSEI. And how we interpret this chart is that levels would always revert back to its median. Currently, the PSEI is trading at 13 times, and the last time such metrics were seen to be this low was in 2012. To highlight a sample historically of how mean reversion can work, in 2012, in 2012 the PSEI ended the year at 5,812, translating to a 14.8 times 12-month forward PE at that time. In the years that followed and as the Philippine economy grew, the PSEI hit 6,952 points, translating to a PE of 25 times. With the low valuations and headwinds easing, we may see the same trajectory for the PSEI in the coming years. And so, as a wrap-up, our key takeaways is that for 2023, inflation, interest rates, and GDP growth will be key drivers to equity market performance. Inflation is expected to ease, interest rates are expected to rise, but in smaller hike sizes. Elevated inflation and rising interest rates will act as downward pressures to GDP growth, but still, the trend of easing inflationary pressures and expectation of interest rate hike slowdown is supportive of sustaining GDP growth expectations. Monitoring of these key economic drivers will be key to the investing strategy for next year, as improving data outcomes will result into strong buys. For first-time REIT investors, lastly, we highly recommend portfolio allocation for REITs and high-dividend yielding stocks to temper portfolio volatility. And that is it for our outlook for 2023. major pack at ito ang hatid nito. Siyempre, higher 